This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 641, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 2nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 641. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, January the 2nd. So we're finally into 2019 in terms of uh, talking about new comics. The uh, We've had, what, three episodes in, uh, in um, 2019 so far, but there was, what, a spotlight on Bumblebee, a Comic Reviews episode talking about the last comics released in uh, 2018, as well as a flashback episode. So this is uh, the first time we're actually talking about new comics that came out in 2019. Uh, before I jump into actually talking about the books I had a chance to read this week, uh, let's talk first about some of the books that came out that I have not had a chance to read yet. Uh, those would include... Um, actually, was it this week? I'm trying to remember. Uh, sometimes my memory is terrible as to what actually came out, because I'm pretty sure, was it this week that had new issues of Sword Daughter? Or am I thinking of a previous week? It could be... No, Sword Daughter came out this week. Uh, that was issue, I believe, number four or five. Um, let me just I'll go through my uh, my list here of uh, new comics that came out. So Sword Daughter, it was issue number five. And uh, we also had a new issue of Archie, 1941, issue number four, as that uh, series nears its completion. So I actually have not had a chance to read either of those, unfortunately, but uh, those are ones I'm definitely enjoying. Oh, uh, might be two issues behind in Sword Daughter. I'm reading every issue of 1941, usually as it comes out. This is the first time I kind of missed one. Um, so looking at books that came out, uh, we had Action Comics 1006, new issues of Batgirl, Batman Beyond, the launch of Conan the Barbarian, which I picked up but hadn't had a chance to read yet, uh, Deadpool, Detective Comics, Immortal Hulk, Infinity Wars, Infinity, Justice League, Odyssey, Killmonger, Man Without Fear, that's uh, issue number one, kind of bridging the gap between Charles Soule and Chris Sidar- uh, sorry, Chip Zdarsky. Uh, we've got Marvel Marvel Knights 20th, number 5, uh, Marvel Superhero Adventures Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I actually picked that up for my son, uh, Marvel Tales Fantastic Four, Mr. and Mrs. X, Runaways, Shatterstar, um, Star Wars Age of the Republic, what else we got, um, so our Age of the Republic, Obi-Wan Kenobi, whoa, uh, Star Wars Han Solo, Imperial Cadet number 3, new issues of Silencer, Terrifics, Titans, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Wolverine, The Long Night, and Wonder Woman. So what did I have a chance to read? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, so first up, we have uh, the new launch of Champions, uh, also written by Jim Zub, who did write the last, what, arc or two of the previous iteration of the Champions, which I don't, I don't think it needed to be relaunched, but it does look like they're definitely putting their best foot forward in terms of trying to kind of make it something a little bit different and move things forward and not just have it be what could have been like just the next issue. So I appreciate that. Uh, Jim Zub is writing it with art by Stephen Cummings. Um, I actually really enjoyed this. It kind of jumps right in. You have a much bigger squad of champions. It's becoming kind of a, a bigger organization. Uh, Miss Marvel is the leader. You have a bunch of new characters that are becoming champions. Some that are kind of known characters. Some, most of them, uh, probably not as well known. I mean, it was nice to see um, the Victor Alvarez version of Power Man back, or the Rayshon Lucas version of Patriot. Um, even seeing Bombshell was interesting. Uh, so and uh, the Joaquin Torres version of the Falcon. So uh, a bunch of different, you know, various different characters. I like that they're all kind of coming together and working as part of the Champions banner. Um, intrigued to see where they kind of go with the interpersonal relationships on the team, especially with regards to uh, Ironheart and Viv. And then at the end, uh, kind of a really interesting um, idea. Uh, who knows what it means, right? But uh, it's called Beat the Devil Part 1, and you have Mephisto showing up right in the last page to uh, confront Miles Morales and ask him, is it not what he's always hoped for? Which uh, definitely uh, 
opens up a lot of questions and uh, i'm excited to get the answers and i thought it was a really well written issue it was a good launching point and i definitely made again really piqued my interest and made me want to know more about what the kids do next so i'm going to give that a, a very qualified eight uh next up we have heroes in crisis number four of nine um this is written by tom king artwork by clay mann uh colors by tamu tamu mori um I don't. I don't even know what this book is. <laughs> I really don't. Like I'm reading it, and uh, there's it's it's like it's not really about the deaths anymore. Like it's just so much different things going on. Like you start the issue and you have Tempest and he's getting kind of dragged out of there by Donna Troy. You have Donna talking about her own kind of having her own kind of personal interview during uh, the sanctuary sessions. You have you know the two greatest detectives Barry Allen and uh, Bruce Wayne comparing notes, and they one of them thinks uh, Flash thinks it's Booster who did the. Uh, uh, the the killings and uh, Batman thinks it's Harley Quinn and that doesn't really help anyone. Um, you know, Wonder Woman has Booster telling the you know with the lasso giving his testimony and obviously he has to at least believe it to be true. Uh, you have the shot of uh, Lois Lane, which I don't know if we needed to have her kind of standing there with a Superman shirt on and just like underwear on and just kind of coming to bed. Like it just felt like an odd choice. Um, it's interesting that you know she's getting the story. All these capes, uh, sorry, all these uh, tapes coming in of all the confessions, and she has to decide what to do about it. And that's interesting. Uh, having Barbara Gordon in the, a session and just kind of showing where her, where the bullet wounds are, was an interesting idea. The art was kind of interesting up there as well. Um, and then you have Harley and Batgirl kind of having a moment together, and that was interesting. Just the fact that he keeps keeps calling her girl bat, and they kind of have this this breakdown of Harley Quinn's just kind of, you know, just messed up. And, um, the idea that, uh, Green Arrow wants to, you know, basically kill both. And I love his line, let the afterlife's greatest detective figure it out later. Um, interesting concept, having, uh, Blue Beetle show up to kind of, you know, get Booster Gold out of there was cool too. It's one of those things where the more and more we move away from the new 52, we're just supposed to just kind of squint and not remember new 52 things. Like the fact that, you know, the Blue Beetle, was very different, and the tech cord we saw that was working with Jaime was very different. And now this is very much kind of going back to the classic Ted cord, um, which again, like he, you know, he he died, but we're just supposed to not be we're just supposed to kind of be okay with some of that stuff, which is just kind of weird. Um, really, what this is becoming more about is the idea that you know you have people are know what's going on at Sanctuary and they're blowing it up and they're, you know, sending stuff to Lois Lane and she ends up breaking the story, which kind of, it just feels like, what is the story then? Like, I thought it was, you know, the, a murder mystery trying to figure out who killed these people and now it's very quickly kind of moving on and becoming something different and I'm not sure if I'm ready for that to happen. I I don't know. That being said, like, the issue itself is well-written. It's just, from a plot perspective, felt like it kind of took a, a detour. Um, but the art itself and the storytelling and the actual writing itself was actually still very good. It just felt like it wasn't as well connected to previous issues. So, I, I mean, I'm going to give it an 8 because um, I, I thought it was still good and the artwork was still good and it was entertaining. But I'm just not sure what the series as a whole is at this point. Uh, but then we have Flash 61. Um, this is called Force Quest by Joshua Williamson. Sorry, Force Quest Part 4, I should say. Joshua Williamson does the script with uh, Christian Duce on art. And uh, it, the art is almost a little too stylized at times. Like, it really makes people look extra beefy. Like, there's some shots of Flash here. He's supposed to be a runner, you know? He's not supposed to be this giant beefy guy. And that there are t- points here where he definitely looks, like, super ripped. And I just think it's a little too much. 
Um, I like the use of Captain Cold here. I like the idea that you have uh, the Flash and um, and Iris kind of you know sneaking in and into this place and trying to figure some stuff out and and they end up meeting someone who, who kind of knows immediately who they really are. I like this. I thought the art at times is again not my favorite for a flash book but generally speaking i think the story is pretty interesting um i like how barry's trying to use his head more and and it's not just kind of running around and i'm gonna give it a seven i thought it was good and uh last but not least we have uncanny x-men uh this is issue number eight uh this is disassembled part eight with matthew rosenberg kelly thompson and ed brisson uh doing it and um kind of picks up from last issue where armor you know was trying to kill x-man and then it turns out nothing is as we thought so we, we flash back to the regular x-men in the kind of regular universe fighting against uh the horseman uh or nate's x-man's horseman they find out that apocalypse was was captured and and was in prison there as well as senator allen and uh, kitty pride um so we get to see more about that we see a more of a Noel wishing that you know he could maybe use a vaccine to, to cure himself uh, you have them realizing and discovering what really happened to the missing X-Men, uh, that they're all kind of inside um, inside, of, in, inside the mind, inside Legion's mind, and then so you have Bishop going there to try and help them. You have basically a giant battle, mental battle between X-Men and Legion, which X-Men basically starts is, uh, is winning, uh, and then kind of is able to take care or take control of uh, Legion's body, which is interesting. Uh, interesting to kind of have those two coming together. So I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the art is not at times my favorite by R.B. Silva. Uh, it's at times just feels like there's not a, quite enough detail in some of the facial expressions, and but there's other times where he really knocks it out of the park. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. It was still a good week. Still a bunch of good releases that I had a chance to read. Uh, when we look forward to next week's releases, um, so specifically we're talking about the 9th of January. Uh, some of the highlighted releases that will be coming out include. Uh, Predator Hunters 2, number 4, Batman, new issue of Batman, we got the Batman Kings of Fear, number 6, uh, 6 of 6, Adventures of the Super Sun, 6 of 12, new issue of Deathstroke, Dreaming, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, got the Harley Quinn Rebirth Deluxe Collection, Hardcover, book 3, got Hellblazer Trade Paperback, volume 20, Systems of Control, got the Injustice, Gods Among Us, year 4, Complete Collection, Trade Paperback, new issues of Justice League, Martian Manhunter, Nightwing, uh, got the Shade, the Trade, the Changing Woman, Trade Paperback, uh, United States vs. Murder, Inc., number 5 of 6, and the big launch of Young Justice, number 1. Uh, and then looking over at IDW, you got a new issue of DuckTales, of the Mickey Mouse 90th Anniversary Collection trade paperback. And then over at Image, new issue of Bitterroot, Blackbird, uh, Cemetery Beach, Criminal, uh, Kick-Ass has issue, what, number uh, 11, as well as Hit Girl, number 12. Uh, Prodigy number two, Self Made number two, Sleepless number eleven, and over at Marvel, we've got Astonishing X Men by Matt Rosenberg, Trey Paperback, Until Our Heart Stop. That's the Havoc story. Uh, got Avengers number twelve, Black Order, Captain Marvel number one. Um, another one of those. Uh, Domino we've got the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man number one. So I'm excited to see what that looks like now. That's kind of replacing the spot that Spectacular Spider Man had until it kind of ended. Uh, we got the let's see what else we got. Miles Morales Spider Man number two. Um, 
uh, Marvel Masterworks Marvel Team Up Hardcover Volume 4, Miss Marvel Epic Collection Trade Paperback Woman Warrior, uh, the sixth issue of Spunisher, Spider Gwen Ghost Spider, Star Wars, Star Wars Age of the Republic, uh, is it Age of the Republic? Django Fett number one, I believe it is. Uh, Thor number nine, True Believers Conan Devil God of Baal Sagoth number one, True Believers Conan Swords and Knight number one, uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl hits its 40th issue, we have the ninth issue of Uncanny X Men, Web of Venom Unleashed number one, uh, Wolverine, Old Man Logan, Trade Paperback, Volume 10, End of the World, uh, X-23, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Family Album, and the 8th issue of X-23. We also have Archie Meets, Batman 66, number 6, uh, so there's some good fun stuff happening uh, next week, uh, or really in a couple days. I'm recording this on the 6th, though. Just in three more days, we'll have all these comics coming out. So thanks uh, again for listening to this reviews episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, or interview us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.